Welcome to the I Get Better podcast with your hosts, Charlene Renee and Phaedra Smith, where we discuss topics related to life, love, mental, physical, and spiritual health, and how we can all get better together. Welcome back to the I Get Better podcast with your host, Phaedra Smith, and I'm Charlene Renee. Today's topic of the day is I get better when I have boundaries. So we like to start by defining the word or phrase of the day, which is boundaries. Charlene, do you have that definition? Yes, I do. So the dictionary definition of the word boundaries is a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. Hmm. Okay. So what's boundaries mean to you? We like to also give our personal definition and spin on the word also. Well, I had a friend of mine that worked a lot with children or adolescents, and she she told me how she described it to them is she said a boundary is, is like an invisible barrier. If you think of like one of those movies where you have this force field, this invisible force field around you. So I like to imagine like me standing in the middle and I have this invisible force field around me. And so we have different types of boundaries. We have healthy boundaries, we have unhealthy boundaries. And so in the therapy world, we call them like porous or we call them rigid. And then you have this in between that's like sort of a healthy sort of between rigid and porous. And I also think boundaries may look different depending on the type of person you are also dealing with or situation you're in, right? What what would be your definition? I guess pretty much similar to the dictionary definition, but you know, the word barrier comes to mind. So I think of a wall, so to speak, with with the boundary. And sometimes a wall can be brick, or like a gate can be brick, but then it, you also have like chain link fences, right? So they're like a barrier, but you can see through them. So they're not as solid as a wall, but essentially I just look at it as like a barrier, something to keep something out, setting limits, basically, would be my own personal definition of boundary. Right. Um, and we know that comes up a lot in the therapy world, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I think everybody's probably familiar with it but a lot of the time people aren't clear on how to effectively set boundaries so I think this is a good topic for us to jump into because we have not done that yet right no I I love this topic I pretty much bring it up with most clients I find it in the African-American or black community everybody that I talk to it's a very difficult thing to do but I know especially in our community It's almost like having boundaries signifies a lack of love. Mm. And so it makes it very difficult for Black women, especially that I talk to, to set boundaries because it goes against the very, it's in opposition of what family in the Black community stands for. Mm. So as you start to get healthy in your family, it starts to feel like you, you start to feel this sense of shame, like I'm a bad person because I'm setting these limits and I'm saying no, and I'm not running myself ragged like mama and grandma used to and all of these things. And so I know it's like that in most people's world, but I can only identify like personally with the black culture and community because that's what I am. And that's, we'll come back to that because I actually, that's kind of one of the barriers that I wanted to talk about as we get to that portion but why is it important so we always want to look at the why so why do we need boundaries why is it important so I had a couple of things I wanted to to share really quickly and then 
you can expound upon them also. So one of the reasons that boundaries are important is because they provide protection. Boundary can be used to protect yourself. When you think about an area that marks a limit, you have a boundary to protect you from harm. Boundaries, for one reason they're important, is to provide you with protection from whatever that may be. Another reason they're important are to maintain order. If you didn't have boundaries, things would become chaotic. It just provides you with some structure and some order in your life. We have boundaries for cities, states, all kinds of different things to provide some kind of structure and order. So you know there's a county line, right? There's a state line that divides one state from another so that there can be some organization. And then the other reason it's important, or I wrote that it's important is because it provides you with direction in your life. You know, when you know your boundaries and you are clear on them and solid in them and can stand firm on them, you have some direction in in how to move in life because you know if something's violating a boundary, you shouldn't do it. Um, If something is uh, feeding into a value of your life, then you can allow that through. But if it's um, in opposition to your values, then it will become a a boundary violation. So it gives you some direction on what to do, what not to do, decision-making, things like that. So that's just some few reasons why I think boundaries are important. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I, I have found that boundaries allow me to love more authentically because now I'm not unknowingly building up resentment possibly for not taking care of myself because I'm putting other people's needs over my needs. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't set go to say that you don't make sacrifices for the people that you love because we all do that. And I think that's just a part of being in relationship with other people. But when you become more authentic to yourself and just healthier as a person, you start to pay attention to your needs and the things that your body and your spirit just, and just mentally what you need as a person. And I I actually uh, read this quote the other day. It says, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. And I really like that because a lot of people have this issue with how do I remain vulnerable, but also not just constantly be exposed to the world of being hurt. And, And my answer to that is boundaries. If I can set up boundaries, that lets me know that I'm safe. So yeah. I don't I don't teach clients to set up a wall because now you're blocking out the good and the bad. Right. You set up a wall, you can't just you can't distinguish between well, I'm gonna let some good in and then but I'm just gonna protect myself from all bad. So because we can't live like that and also maintain healthy relationships, how do I remain open knowing that I might get hurt? So we do that with boundaries. There are some people that we have to maintain a little bit more of a distance between. So our boundaries might look a little different with them versus other people that we feel safe with. But essentially boundaries are a way for me to be able to remain authentic and open and vulnerable. But at the same time, I have a sense of safety. Yeah, that's good. That's a really good point. Um, that that difference between you said that authenticity between you said what yourself and others where you can do both right, right. And I not, can love and you and too myself. much and not too little correct I can love yeah I like that myself. yeah that's good 
So what are some of the barriers, right? Let's talk about the barriers because we always want to talk about what prevents us from doing it. If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Right. (laughs) Um, So some of the things, and you kind of touched on it already, is an improper perspective, right? So some people think that setting a boundary means that you're being selfish, or rude you know like and so that will prevent a lot of people from setting a boundary because they don't want to be looked at as being selfish when they say I choose me first Mm -hmm. before I choose you and everybody else and that's not healthy right sometimes you do have to I tell some clients you do have to be a little selfish sometimes Mm -hmm. you know because if you give so much everything of yourself to other people you won't have anything left for you Right. I think we we look at self-care as a selfish thing, honestly. But if you are even if you are a believer um, and you follow Christ like that, Psalms 23, that's the perfect scripture to go by when we when we're talking about is it really selfish or is it self-preservation? Like, is this a way for me to be able to take care of myself, body, mind, spirit, and also have something to give to you? If I don't refill myself up, if I just deplete myself, then I don't have anything to give to God, my children, my friendships, any of those things. So I have to have, I have to build in the Sabbath day really so that I can recharge spiritually and and mentally and, and, and physically. So I mean, essentially, I think that's why a lot of us walk around um, angry because first of all, we're tired. You're just <laughs> yeah. constantly exposed and you're tired and you have no time to just reflect or, you know, to just kind of get rejuvenated. And so if we start looking at boundaries in a more positive way, mm-hmm. you know, that would be the boundary. Uh, I'm sorry, the negative really believe or the barrier would be is the negative perspective of what boundaries mean so I feel like I like what you said and that people think is selfish and so I would then just spin that word to say it's about self-preservation instead of selfishness right Right. it's like a survival correct (laughs) right we have to survive what would you do to survive you do anything to survive because if you you can't give to nobody anyway right right so So if I if I were to say instead of the word boundary, did your parents teach you how to survive? A lot of people would say, well, yeah. And then if you ask them, well, how? And then they would name all the things like work and protect yourself with this and that, but no one really lists boundaries or self-care. So I think that maybe that's even something as a parent or a person, older person in your family, let's start passing that on. Let's teach our children how to have healthy ways to do self-care and to just live and a part of that is rest part of that is having boundaries right yeah yeah and then another barrier is is if you are a people pleaser and you just have an inability to say no or you may have low self-esteem I find a lot of people with low self-esteem low self-confidence have very very uh, great difficulty setting boundaries because they believe that they're not worthy enough to have their way or have their needs met or their wants and their desires. So when you have that type of personality or you're lacking in self-esteem, it becomes difficult to, difficult for you to set a boundary and to keep people from overstepping and, and coming into your space and violating your 
inexistent or unspoken boundaries right. because you have them even when you don't say you do. Right. Um, But you being able to stand up and verbalize them, sometimes it takes building your self-esteem, building your self-confidence and building your self-worth to the point where you can recognize that it's good for you and what's good for you is good for other people, not just what's good for other people. So being able to get out of that people pleasing and being afraid to say no to others because you may have that wrong perspective and feel like it's selfish or you don't deserve something. Right. Right. So yeah, we have, I think you mentioned like, it's just like these unspoken things. I think a lot of times in our culture and most, a lot of cultures really, especially minority cultures, there's this unspoken rule that you shouldn't really have boundaries and so when you do have those boundaries it can bring on shame I'm a bad person Mm -hmm. so even if no one's saying that you're a bad person you feel that way and so that's another way that it takes away your voice I think that's really what you were saying I can't say no it's really taking away your voice and your power Mm -hmm. so going back to those definitions when you have those feelings really questioning those feelings like do we ever question our feelings why am I mad why am I feeling this way why do I feel sad right now and we go back to that those thoughts I believe that that really helps us to start identifying what what we're telling ourselves some of those unspoken rules that we're living by and then being able to say you know well this is not the rule I want to, I know, I, I don't, I no longer want to live with this rule because it doesn't serve me anymore and mm-hmm. choosing how do I want to move forward? Right. So. And you, you set that rule for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. no one else can, can tell you what your own personal rules are. And that, you know, that brings me to my final point on the barriers is if you don't have One of the biggest barriers, and this was taught to me by one of my supervisors, is that when you don't have a well-defined value system, your boundaries will be violated. And when your boundaries are violated, that leads to anxiety because you haven't established what your values are and then you haven't determined how to fulfill them. And so you're just kind of floating through life and things are happening to you (laughs) and you're not being intentional. So when you're able to, and this is kind of, could kind of be one of the ways to get better is to be able to fully clearly define what your values are and then define the ways in which you will fulfill those values. And then when something comes up, you can measure it against, is this fulfilling my values? If it's not, then I need to put a boundary up. Right. And that's how you know where to start with setting boundaries. So when you just kind of float through life and things are happening and it's just rubbing you the wrong way and you can't really put a finger on why and why you're anxious and why you're kind of disturbed in your spirit, it's because you um, have a value need that's being violated by lack of clear boundaries. So... Let's talk about how to get better. How do people who face these barriers and these challenges get better at setting boundaries, identifying what a boundary is that's effective? Well, I I wanted to say, number one, just as a piece of homework for people that are listening, 
So identifying, number one, that there are physical boundaries. These sort of include your personal space, your comfort with touch, your physical needs, like needing rest, food, you know, something to drink. So we have our physical boundaries. And so I think healthy healthy physical boundaries might sound like I'm really tired. I need to go sit down. Mm-hmm. No, I do not want you to touch me like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So those are, then we have our emotional boundaries, right? And so that looks like respecting and honoring feelings and energy, recognizing how much emotional energy you're capable of taking on, right? Because we also need to know that there's a limit to how much we can do and, and not, not be completely drained. So that might sound like, you know, I'm so sorry that you're having a touch time right now. Right now, I'm not in a place that I can take on this information. Do you think we can come back to this conversation later? Yeah. Or, I really can't talk about that right now. It just isn't the right time. And so these are just sort of like very quick ways to do it. And, and a, an emotional boundary violation might look like dismissing, dismissing and criticizing feelings, mm-hmm. a- asking people to justify their feelings or assuming that we know other people, how other people feel. We have time boundaries. So like I'm giving you these things so we can kind of take stock and think about that. Your time is valuable, right? So we need to, setting time boundaries is incredibly important at work, home, and socially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Understanding your priorities, setting aside enough time to do those things. So healthy time boundaries might sound like, I can't come to that event this weekend. I, I can come, but I can only stay for an hour. Right. Yeah. Do you have time to chat today? And then respecting those boundaries around what other people say also. So if you set boundaries for yourself, you also need to become a person that's okay with people setting boundaries for you, right? So um, we have sexual boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that might look like uh, including consent, agreement, respect, uh, understanding of preferences and desires and privacy. So asking for consent, discussing contraceptions. So, you know, it might sound like, do you want to have sex right now? Is this comfortable for you? Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, and we pretty much know what uh, a sexual boundary violation would look like. That's pressuring, not asking for consent, unwanted touch or things like that. Then you also have intellectual boundaries and material boundaries. Intellectual boundaries are just really like, thoughts, ideas, curiosity, right? So mm-hmm. I know what I know we disagree, but I won't I won't let you belittle me like that. Or I can respect that we have different opinions on this. The material boundaries are your things, right? Your home, car, clothing, furniture, money. So all of those, I think taking stock in some of those things and like Charlene said, looking at what are my values and my what are my beliefs around these areas of my life and then having having something set so that now you know when the line is getting when you're getting close that line is getting close to being violated mm-hmm. so that you can do some things to take a step back because if I don't know when that line is being close to violated then I might constantly stay on edge right and all of those were really really good points so hopefully everyone who's listening is writing this down all of those different categories the different types of boundaries that are important for you to set. And also, you know, it's important to take personal responsibility. Your boundaries are your responsibility. You cannot expect people to respect the boundary you have not set or that you are even violating yourself. 
You know, you teach you teach other people how to treat you and you teach other people how to respect your boundaries. So if you have none, they will constantly be violated, whether they're by you or other people. So taking personal responsibility, being consistent. So when you set a boundary, you need to be able to apply it on a regular basis, not just apply it when it's convenient. So it requires a lot of discipline as well as being clear clear and reasonable do not um, get so focused on setting boundaries that you take it to the extreme and it's a boundary that you can't even uphold because it's just really unreasonable so making sure that when you set these boundaries in each category that Phaedra mentioned that they're clear that they're reasonable that you can be consistent and that you can take personal responsibility for for them other people are not going to respect your boundaries if you don't and they're not even gonna respect your boundaries if you do respect your own boundaries because <laughs> well it's it's inconveniencing them you right, know right we just talked about the fact that you might be the the trendsetter amongst your friends or family mm-hmm. so that now you inconvenience other people they like to be able to call you at the last minute mm-hmm. now you telling them huh yeah. i gotta call you two you know two hours ahead of time Right, inconveniencing my plans. So, right. So it is. Well, you got to train them up <laughs> in the way they should go. Yeah. So when they are old, they will not depart from it. Because <laughs> that's the truth, and it may take time. They may be used to the old you. The old you might have took that call and might, you know, answer the phone any time of night. You know, but the new boundary setting you may take some getting used to, but it's going to be so, so helpful and beneficial for your life when you're able to take charge of that and take stock and go back and listen to this list and write down what areas in your life are lacking boundaries. You may be really, really good on the time boundary and really, really bad on the intellectual boundary or the relationship boundary or the sexual boundary for that matter so just being able to look at okay which areas in my life have I been unable to set a clear and effective boundary and how much harm is it causing for me because I haven't been able to do that so that's that's going to be the challenge for all of our listeners you know next 30 days go ahead and look at all of those categories make a list figure out what your values are and then set some boundaries that meet all of that criteria yeah and and boundaries i mean i'm saying i'm sorry values are really just saying what is important to me right right what's and and what what is my belief system and they and that's kind of how i establish my bound my my values by what's important to me mm-hmm. so there's going to be definitely boundaries around my children boundaries around you know what the things that I feel like are a priority for my life and I wanted to add I love that you said make it clear clarity is really good for yourself and others but also I've had to tell clients they're really good at setting boundaries but they're not good at having consequences mm-hmm. so if I if I'm now I'm walking around just making empty threats right <laughs> Yeah. Your children at some point, even kids know she ain't gonna do nothing. Right. So now you just talking. Yep. Oh, you 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 told somebody, hey, I'm if you call me an hour ahead of time, I'm not gonna be able to do it, but somehow you find a way to do it. Right. So now this boundary is just words. Now you just you're still angry. 
Now you're thinking, what in the world? These boundaries don't work. Well, no, they don't because there's no consequences. You're still, you're not upholding the boundaries. Yeah. So, so that goes back to that personal responsibility correct. and consistency, right? Yes. So if I said I'm not going to answer, that means I have to not answer the yep. phone and I have to not come if you did not give me enough notice. Right. You know, even though you may feel bad, it may be awkward, you may feel a little bit guilty, it'll go away. It'll yeah, <laughs> go away. You get used to it. So practice makes perfect when it comes yeah. to boundaries. Yeah. Especially if you're a business owner. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about you, but I know for me, one of the hardest things about being a, a therapist and having your own practice is setting those boundaries and, and not bending because now I'm I'm trying to sell healthy habits, not only for myself, but also for my client they may, that may really have struggle with boundaries themselves. Mm. So, the, the so you need to model it. Correct. <laughs> right. Yes. So you have to be the modeling behavior so that they know, okay, you can't right. just call at the last minute. You can't just show up late. You can't right. just not call um, when you're supposed to be in your session <laughs> and right. not show. No call, no show. Right. So, right. So I think all of those things are very important. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we have shared our heart on boundaries and hopefully this is helpful hopefully you will take this to heart and you will be able to start practicing setting effective boundaries as always remember to like share comment subscribe we want to hear from you want to engage with you and let us know how it's going and if you struggle in that area you know reach out to us you know email us instant message all of those things and we would love to hear from you and keep getting better at setting boundaries i love that so until next time let's keep getting better so we can do better in order to be better